Good morning, Flagler County, and welcome to Veterans on Point, a WNZF radio show developed in mind for our county's beloved and respected veterans population and anyone else listening via internet or podcast. I'm your host, David Lydon, the Flagler County Veterans Services Officer, and naturally I'm here with my friend and colleague at the office, Eric Flores. Good morning, Eric. Good morning, Dave, and good morning to all our great listeners out there. And uh, hoping, as always, that everybody's doing well, uh, health-wise, and uh, enjoying every day that we are given. So, If you're lucky enough to live in Flagler County, you are lucky enough. Indeed. Considering what you see across uh, our fruited plain, a little crazy out there, but we're, we're still sane here in Flagler County. We are. Our League of Loyal listeners, of course, we got Billy Jones, the leader, and his Morning, Billy. wonderful wife, Joe. Joe. Good morning, folks. Navy Master Chief Dan. Shipmate. And his wonderful wife, Kay. Hope Kay. you're both doing well. Miss Kay's doing great. Yeah, good. And then our Marine pal, Jeff Kingdon, who was with me up at the Princess Place Preserve for the Creekside Festival. He, of course, Jeff donated some of his handmade thank you for serving our country plaques to uh, a bunch of veterans who were there at the opening ceremony which was a little delayed due to traffic, but we got it done. And so, Jeff, thank you. Thank you for that. And Thank you, sir. And they all look great, like, as always. And then we got Talking Tom. We're sure Talking Tom's listening. And then we got Charlie Hanger, our current Charlie. veteran of the year for Flagler County, which is his reign is coming to an end as we're going to have a new veteran revealed, uh, veteran of the year revealed on Veterans Day. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. And Charlie's wife, Jenny. Morning, guys. Then we have uh, Dennis Bird, who's working with Earl Presley and another man named Richard. I don't have his last name, but they're doing, they're the instructors for guitars for vets that you can find more about over at the DAV Chapter 86 on 27 Florida Park Drive. And uh, I keep talking to more and more veterans who are taking lessons. So that's great. He emailed me last week regarding his case, but he told me also in that email, I'm still listening to the show. That's good. So, and then we've got the Gallagher's who listen with Bill, and uh, and then we have James the mailmaid. Morning, morning. Oh yeah, good morning James. Good morning, sir. And Delmer, of course, my friend Del, and uh, just found out this week that uh, Don, the chief or the command sergeant major, he's been listening. So awesome. So appreciate uh, everybody for for being listeners and uh, awesome. Let us know if you listen. Indeed. Please spread the word out. And as you know, we helped the Palm Coast Observer, who's nice enough to put a veteran a veteran of the week in the paper each week and to highlight that veteran. And this week is no different. This week's veteran, I was uh, I was admonished by by Eric last week that I double did it, did uh, same veteran two weeks in a row. It's all so, good. It's all good. It's okay. <laughs> So we've got this week is Jack Pittman, United States Air Force, retired from 19, he served from 1957 to 1995, both uh, active duty and as a reservist, retired as a colonel. He was, uh, his hometown is Melrose, Massachusetts. Jack graduated from Tufts University in Boston. 1957 was commissioned as a second lieutenant through the Reserve Officer Training Corps and designated an administrative officer. He was assigned in England and then France 
at Toul Rosaire's Air Base. I'm probably not saying that right, but I'm not French. It's there where he <laughs> met enough. his future wife, Anne-Marie, who is French, uh, in 1962, where she worked as a civilian base employee. Pittman left active duty in 1962 and remained in the Air Force Reserve. As a reservist, he had various assignments. He was attached to the Pentagon for three years. He was the reservist to the base commander at Griffiths Air Force Base in New York. And lastly, at Hanscom Air Force Base in Massachusetts, where he eventually retired. One of his collateral duties was U.S. Air Force Academy liaison officer interviewing potential candidates for admission. In his civilian life, Pittman was the chief chemist with various companies during his career. When employed by Massachusetts Electric, he was their environmental compliance officer, ensuring the company met environmental protection standards. He and his wife, Anne-Marie, of 61 years, have owned a home in Palm Coast since 1987 and moved here permanently in 1995. Pittman was a member of the Exploratory Committee to investigate whether Palm Coast should incorporate into a city, which it did, of course, in 1999. He also sat on the committee, which helped open a county library in the fledgling city. He is a past president of Flagler Chapter of the Military Officers Association of America and a former treasurer of, the, of MOA's Florida Council of Chapters. The Pittmans have two sons, Michael, still residing in Massachusetts, and Mark, who lives in Palm Coast. Jack Pittman, thank you for your service, sir. Thank you, sir. And I encourage anyone who has a veteran that they'd like to recognize to send their submissions to news at observerlocalnews.com. Or you can send it to me, get a hold of me or Eric, let us know if you want some help with that, at Flagler County Veterans Services at 386-313-4014. Our address is 1769 East Moody Boulevard in Bonnell. That's the Government Services Building and Room 108. As regular listeners know, we like to mention a historic event from each of the days of our broadcast week. We hope it gives you something to remember something to think about or go back and read more about. Veterans make history and are largely responsible for us being able to have a history. We mentioned the good, the bad, and the weird. No one country or people is perfect, but there is no better place on earth. The world is safer and more prosperous because of the United States of America. Prove me wrong. Amen. Well, that's a weird way to, a weird week to say that with, uh, you know, things going on in Israel and things going on in Ukraine. Uh, the world is is uh, not perfect, but uh, never been, you know. But you need an, you need the United States to be in the in the puzzle Indeed. because uh, we, 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 would, we are our we have to be. It'd be a lot crazier if yeah. we were not. We have to be a leader involved. So yes, we have to be a leader. And speaking of leaders, pay attention to world events. Pay attention to those who are campaigning, so that you pick the best candidate possible. Well, here's our history for the 15th through the 21st of October. October 15th, 1991, after a bitter confirmation hearing, the U.S. Senate votes 52 to 48 to confirm Clarence Thomas to the U.S. Supreme Court. And, of course, uh, Justice Thomas still sits on the Supreme Court. On October, well, for things you want to go read more about, if you don't remember, it was, you know, like I said, it was quite heated, bitter confirmation. You can read more about why that is and uh, and take your draw your own conclusions. On October 16, 1854, an obscure lawyer at the Congressional Hopeful and Congressional Hopeful from the state of Illinois named 
Abraham Lincoln delivers a speech regarding the Kansas-Nebraska Act, which Congress had passed five months earlier. In his speech, the future president denounced the act and outlined his views on slavery, which he called immoral. On October 17th, 1793, OPEC starts an oil embargo against a number of Western countries considered to have helped Israel in its war against Syria. You know, it's not, it's uh, how things come around. Things just keep bu- bubbling up, and that's why you remember your history. So you. Yeah, but I think that, uh, that that was a good thing for us because that way we learned how, to, how not to depend in, you know, in foreign oil. Uh, well, that, that, that goes in ebbs and flows too. Now we're now we're back to the being dependent. Be you know, the, and yes. The I mean, last administration, we we were not and we were not dependent. This one, we're back to being dependent. So it just well, depends. We have to get back. Yeah. So I said, pay attention to who yes. you elect. On October eighteenth, eighteen ninety eight, the United States takes possession of Puerto Rico. Yes. You remember that? Were you around back then? No. <laughs> October 19th, 1814, the, sti- the Star-Spangled Banner was sung first, publicly at least, by an actor, Ferdinand Durang, in Baltimore to the old English tune of To Ancreon in Heaven. This melody had been used previously in America for a song called Adams and Liberty of the Re- Revolutionary War Period. On October 20th, 1947, The notorious Red Scares kicks into high gear in Washington as Congressional Committee begins investigating communist influence in one of the world's richest and most glamorous communities, Hollywood. Read more about it, folks. On October 21st, 1892, Thomas Edison perfects a workable electric light at his laboratory in Menlo Park, New Jersey. New Jersey. That's easy. New Jersey. So that is our history for this week, the 15th through 21st of October. And uh, it's time that we move on to everybody's favorite part where we say drivers, drivers, drivers. And our producer just looked at the screen, make sure I didn't blow out the the monitor there. But, uh, yeah, the DAV is looking for volunteer drivers to take veterans from their homes to their VA appointments. And to find out more about that, contact our transportation director, Biff, at 386-439-2122. That's 386-439-2122. You, it's not a 40-hour-a-week thing. You don't need to use your own vehicle. The DAV has Veterans Affairs vehicles that you use. You do have to be vetted. You do have to be insurable. And... Um, Give them a call. Take advantage of this opportunity to give back. You know who we saw this week was, uh, you know, if you're listening and you're any, you know anything about this area down here on Moody Boulevard, maybe up to Beltaire, you see this, you see this older guy, young guy, great guy. <laughs> He's in his early eighties. He rides his bike everywhere. Oh man, yes. And uh, guess what? He listens to the show because he said, I, "I like when you guys say drivers, drivers." drivers. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, we have we have listeners out there that we're just finding out who's listening. So, thank you, Mister Diaz, for yes. listening to our show, Mister Diaz. You gotta be safe out there, Mister Diaz. Oh, those yeah. cars, man, those cars are trying to run you <laughs> oh, over. Yeah. I think he have. Uh, he, I know he have electrical bike in there, and I think have he have modified that because 
You know, he, he was on fast. A, he was on a three wheeler, and then I come to work, I see him on a two wheeler. So, so he must have had a breakdown. Uh-oh. Anyway, he's a fun. He's a he's great a, guy. Yeah, if you haven't talked to him, he's a really really uh, you know articulate individual and a veteran and a veteran. Yeah, he's a Navy vet. So really nice man. What do we want to talk about now? We want to talk about the parade. Oh, yes, indeed. We want to talk about Veterans Day Parade. We want you to go to FlaglerVeteransDayParade.com to learn more about it, to register if you'd like to be in the parade, find out the particulars for which you, the qualifications to put in a car, a float, um, whatever it is you're considering. That's where you find out all the rules. And um, the parade's going to be on course veterans day it's going to start at 10 a.m the gathering is going to be in the old city hall coquina building there in bonnell on route one and then at 10 a.m it's going to move east three quarters of a mile finish up at the courthouse uh, gsb area where we will have our veterans day ceremony and so Hey, we've been waiting for this for a long time, have a Veterans yes. Day parade, so let's not ignore it. No, not at all. You know, the more participant it is, the better it looks and the better, you know, we have uh, another motivation for next year to do another one better than this one. So, Still still determining who's going to be the Grand Marshal. We do have a guest, you know, our keynote speaker for the ceremony, and that is Lieutenant Colonel Bill May, United States Army, retired helicopter pilot or aviator army aviation and uh, he's the commander of the dav and uh, we're going to announce our flagler county 2023 veteran of the year much more it'll be the palm coast chorus will be singing and we'll have the mayor's daughter uh, melanie will be singing the national anthem and uh you know i still i i know uh, Vince says he's ah, always available. I, I was going to tell you. I, I got to touch base and yes. just make sure we got Vince Cartero to sing God Bless the USA. So, and, and immediately following the ceremony, there's going to be a picnic lunch. So, it's going to be a, a grand Veterans Day. So, it'll be a great day, guys. So, put that, you know, reserve that day. Put that date on your calendar. And so, veterans and everybody alike come out and celebrate veterans day please support if you have any questions about it that you can't figure out by the website give us a call 386-313-4014 at veteran services and uh i am i'm on the parade committee so i can help answer your questions maybe address some some questions to the committee so what um what do you you have anything i want to make sure we get to our topic but uh, uh, yeah, I have a quite quite a few events at the BFW. Oh, remembering heroes, you got that one. Yeah, remember okay. heroes. That's on the twenty nine uh, of uh, October. It's on a Sunday, so make sure you uh, reserve that day as well. It's going to be in the same place. Uh, you got time after church? Yes, because it goes till three. Oh yeah, so that's it's going to be a great event. You're going to have a Vietnam uh, Memorial Wall in there and the golf. I think uh, Memorial Wall there too so it's going to be a great event support that event also also bfw have a few events uh, uh that are sponsoring a couple events uh, they're sponsoring to celebrate american veteran musical tribute with bell canto singers that's going to be november 18 uh at the bfw hall 
which is in 47 Old Kings Road. Uh, if you want a ticket, uh, call Mrs. Mary at the BFW or call Peggy Wald at 631-848-4047. They're also having uh, the Halloween party, October 28th uh, from 5 to uh, 5 to 10 p.m. Uh, all, uh, the public is welcome to the party. They're going to have prize, raffle, trivia, and all the above. So sponsor those local events. Yes, please do. Support your local veterans organizations. And if you want to uh, find out more about joining these organizations, you can always contact, again, me or Eric. We've got a big sign in our window, too, to join an uh, organization, whether it's the American Legion, the Legion... You know, they have a Legion Riders. Uh, you got DAV Chapter 86. You've got the MOAA. you got the Marine Corps League. you got VFW. you got Combat Veterans Motorcycle um, AMVETS. Club and AMVETS. So do not uh, hesitate to get involved. And like they say, these organizations benefit veterans, and not just locally, but when you're a member, you <laughs> contribute to the numbers that uh, Congress sees. You know, these organizations, the bigger they are, the more power they have on Capitol Hill. Yes, so. indeed. <clears throat> well, Eric, when I was at the, speaking of the DAV, I was at the DAV membership meeting this past week. And one of the things that Commander Bill May talked about was he, he mentioned about the confusion about the 0% rating that, come you know, sometimes a veteran gets for uh, one of his service-connected claimed conditions. And so we just want we know we know that that is confusing to veterans because we get veterans who think they've been not uh, been denied when they yeah, get a you 0% see a zero rating. there and then probably you automatically think that you're denying right so zero percent doesn't mean you're denied it's means you're they did service connect that condition it means you're denied when it says you're denied but a zero percent means you've been service connected to re, to repeat um, why is that not a bad thing. Well, it's not a bad thing because, well, you you're now you're service connected. If you ha, if your condition worsens, you can request an increase and and uh, your rating can go higher. And what if you get a zero percent rating and you think it's not correct? Well, for one thing, Eric and I, if we're your if we're your claimant representative, we're going to be looking at that automatically to make sure. And talk with you to say, hey, um, and and look at the examination report that shows up in your your VA claim folder to make sure that the examiner recorded your symptoms properly. Because there's a number of conditions that, you know, here's some of the common ones, Eric. You know, hearing loss, 0%. Hypertension can be 0%. GERD, which is gastro, the gastrointestinal problem. You got IBS, irritable bowel syndrome. Migraine and headaches can show up as a zero. Allergic rhinitis as a zero. Sinusitis as a zero. Scars as a zero. Well, let's say here you have hearing loss as zero. A lot of times that's that's pretty normal, especially if your hearing loss is not that bad. But what we'll, Eric and I will do is we'll look at that examination report and make sure that the on the audiology numbers that it that it comes out to under the law to really be a zero. Most of the time, the VA's got that one right. But we'll check it. And if your hearing does get, as we mentioned, as if your hearing loss gets worse over time as you get older, you can see, you can have the VA evaluate you, and that rating could go up. We just yes. had, we just had a, a, a gentleman go from 
I think it was like ten percent all the way up to a hundred percent. Yes, of course he's he's pretty deaf. I well, I figured that one out when I when I have to talk to him on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> so hypertension that's one that we're seeing a lot of zeros a lot of the that one's coming up a lot lately because of our vietnam veterans uh it's presumptive under under exposure to agent orange now this one we did read that there's been there's possibly been some errors in that zero percent and that one harder to determine because the sometimes the va just scans your your records with automated system and and then they come up with you know, whatever your blood pressure readings were. And that's kind of harder for us to determine. But if you think it's wrong and you want to um, open up a decision review and have that re-looked at, you can do it. Absolutely. Now, 0% for hypertension is not, as, as I said, 0% is not bad, especially, especially if you didn't have it listed before and now you have it as documented, as service-connected, and you have a spouse, and something happens to you because of, uh, and it can be attributed to hypertension, like you know coronary artery disease, or or or, or any anything, other anything That's else lot, that, that yeah. we can point to. Uh, when you pass, and and you still have a wife that survives you, and we look at the death certificate and say, well, this this is uh, what you did pass from. It can be attributed to this other con- secondary conditions. And that protects your spouse for benefit for the rest of her life. So don't think zeros are always bad. No, it's no bad. They're no bad at all. No bad at all. No. Let me let me share a few things that 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 comes with a zero. You know, other than what they've said. You know, you can get access to free medical treatment if you get a zero. Yeah. Your condition at the VA if income requires are met. You can also get access to free prescription drug necessary for your condition if income requirements are met. You can get a high priority of healthcare eligibility. So if even if with a zero, you can go higher. Uh, if you have a, a priority of eight or seven, you know you can go. Well, they say higher should be low, but mm-hmm. but uh, you can get a higher priority. You can go reimbursement for travel costs related to seeking care for a VA medical facility or VA authorized care provider. With a denial, you can't. With a zero, you can't. So you can get reimbursement for gas. Uh, the, you ha- you have the right to apply for life insurance through a service dis- disabled. Veterans Insurance Program with a zero, and if you're looking for a job, you can att- you get you can get a ten point veterans preference while apply for federal employment. So, all great points, Eric. It is great. You know, you get a lot of things from a zero. So, as we keep reiterating, it's not a bad thing. It's not a denial. It's not a <laughs> denial. So, getting to a few other ones that you might have. Look at your look at your ratings, uh, you know, and if you have a zero for GERD or IBS migraines and things like that, um, look at your decision letter because the decision letter will say um, something like they'll list a bunch of symptoms and say or say uh, that you were not eligible for the next higher higher rating or, or because of unless you have the following symptoms. Simple. If you look at that decision letter, it spells it out for you. So if you yes. look at that and you say, well, I, I have those symptoms, well, that's when you need to come say, you know, see Eric or I and, and we'll uh, reopen it. It's time for me for, yeah, submit an increase. And it happens a lot because uh, you go to the examiner, the examiner doesn't listen to you or doesn't pay attention to the documents that have been sent in, 
And when they do what they call the disability benefits questionnaire and they fail to check per, uh, certain boxes that when it goes to the actual decision maker with the VA, the rater, if he doesn't see those boxes checked when he, or he puts it into his little computer and it doesn't pop out the proper rating, well, then you got what I call lowballed. Yes. And those are, but those are things if you're working with us, we pay attention to. Yeah. I mean, we'll I, ask you, we'll say, hey, you see, you got a zero. Did you, when the, did the examiner ask you this? Did you tell the examiner this? And we can get those things fixed. You know, real quick, quite a few times I've seen some veterans that have, have a zero for years. I mean, over 10 years, for example, for a knee or for a lower back. Oh, true. And don't tell me that in 10 years, your condition have not got worse. It probably shouldn't have been a zero to begin yes, with. It's probably, yes. Because it should be 10%, 10% for pain or more. Right? Yes. you have pain anyway. Absolutely. So, <clears throat> so let us, let us review your records. Yeah. We can get that stuff fixed for you. So I want to remind you folks that there's no country, no state, no community that does more for veterans than the United States of America. The great and free state of Florida, the wonderful Flagler County, the lovely city of Palm Coast, and all of our beautiful beach cities. Be a victor, not a victim. Be educated, not indoctrinated. And most importantly, be kind to someone today. That helps. Stay tuned for the end of the program here. Coming up, the Star Spangled Banner performed by the then seven-year-old Malia Emma from Los Angeles, singing before the crowd at a Los Angeles Galaxy soccer game. It's cute, folks. Talk to you next week. We'll see you next week, guys. Bye-bye. And now here to perform the American National Anthem, please welcome our Galaxy Social Night contest winner, the tiny but mighty seven-year-old singer from Los Angeles, Malaya Emma Chandragwijaya. Can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we held at the twilight's last gleaming, whose bright stripes and bright stars through the perilous